MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Okay, now with the teller, Katie Coy, Levantine and Co. So I appreciate the early morning. The increase in Reg 28 offshore allocation being criticized by some. I, I spoke with Nick van Rensburg from All Weather Capital back in September. Uh, he says it's bad for the market. He says it's bad for the economy. You disagree. You say, hang on a sec. Actually, there's some real benefits here. And the increased limit is actually uh, good news for investors and ultimately the, 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 the country. Probably the best place to start from is what is our purpose here yeah. as investment professionals, and that is to optimize the returns based on our individual clients' risk profiles. So if optimizing our clients' returns is investing offshore, we invest offshore. You know, the political story in, in a part of it, it's a separate thing. But along with that, um, one has to also consider that once the client the investor the pension holder for example is increasing returns in their portfolio what does that mean for the economy in the long run that means their purchasing power is going to increase in the long run so if the if if the individual has arguments take 35 40 percent of their portfolio investing overseas diversified portfolio and that is yielding higher than if they were uh, investing 100 percent in south africa Mm. well that individual's purchasing power is going to increase. At the end of the day, let's take a simple example. If an individual, let's say there's no currency control in South Africa and you have two accounts, you have a current account with Rand and you have $1,000 in your South African bank, you're holding, forget interest, everything. Now, if that $1,000 against the Rand appreciates, what happens to the purchasing power of the individual in the country? That's, I think, it's quite a simple calculation. And, and the simple theory there is that that that, that you know, we're in South Africa. We're going to. I mean, there, there will be tax on 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 sales and 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 the like. But more importantly, that that money will come back into the economy and 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 be spent locally because this is where we're we're, we're living. Absolutely. I mean, there's a difference between someone immigrating overseas sure. and investing overseas, living in South Africa, because you're contributing to the economy anyway by living here. You're a business, you're a business professional, your house is here, you're spending your income here. Now you're taking a portion of that overseas. And think of it also, you know, we're sitting in front of a computer and we're using Microsoft software. Mm -hmm. We may be driving an imported car. Mm -hmm. And when you invest in these companies, these growing companies, uh, you're going to be benefiting from their income. Um, and what you know, the thing that's important is it's not up to the individual to fund the country's economy. There's a lot of capital available for South Africa as long as there's growth and there is um, uh, fiscal stimulus, a growing mm-hmm. economy. Then you know, globally, there is. If we consider com- complete global assets under management to about $110 trillion globally. Around 10% is allocated to uh, emerging markets, mm-hmm. 6.5% to emerging market debt. So a portion of that, if there's good opportunity, will come to South Africa.
We're not dependent on purely on individuals here. And I take the point on that, and it goes back to your your original statement right up front, which was, quite simply, as investors, we want to find the best place to invest. Now, there are some great companies on our JSC, but we don't want to be restricted to that. We want to be able to say, at points in time, there are great companies in the rest of the world, and it's it's a big market out there. Yeah, and look, we've, we've, um, you know, we're not... uh, we're not the youngest people uh, on the block, and <laughs> yeah. you, will re- you will recall before 2008, uh, global financial crisis, the global economy, there was more normal. There was interest on, uh, there was a bit of inflation, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, with green pa- Greenspan starting the, cutting the rate cut cycle, we got close to, closer to zero, 2008, we had the huge crisis, and since then, we've had this abnormal environment where there's been almost globally, of course, I'm talking yeah. um, minimal zero inflation, zero interest rates, maybe negative interest rates, and huge amount of liquidity. Now, those that cycle ended in 2022, and now you know you have a let's call it risk-free rate of almost five percent on the U.S. dollar. That is the U.S. government saying to you. Um, I will pay you 5% per annum if you buy my treasury bill or yeah. my uh, uh, bonds. I mean, that's a substantial amount of return, even on fixed income now, that one cannot ignore. Um, and there's been arguments I've heard, like um, linking the weakness in the RAND in the last year, year and a half um, to, to Reg 28, while I would recommend listeners to look at the dollar index on their computers at DXY and whenever you see uh, volatility in your currency check if it's just your currency or the US dollar for example appreciating and you will see it's to do with the rate cycle since 2022 the dollar has been appreciating pretty much against every currency. That's a good point because, I mean, we, we do as South Africans, and I often wonder if other sort of emerging markets are the same. We kind of look at our RAND as the rest of the world sort of voting on us. And every time it's weaker, we, we feel like the proteism, and it's stronger, we feel like the Springboks. But, <laughs> but, 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 but truthfully, more often than not, we're just a, a, a boy on the ocean. And, and, and truthfully, it, it, it's all about what the dollar is doing. And that comes back to, to that point. You, you want to be investing where the money is. And truthfully, a lot of that is the largest market in the world. And 5% on U.S. government debt, that, that is a phenomenal return. Yeah. And I think, uh, look, we uh, we are global investors. Yeah. Uh, we, manage, we manage globally diversified portfolios. And, for example, last year, uh, believe it or not, the best market for us was Japan. Yeah. And uh, due to the weak yen and, you know, our uh, Japanese position appreciated over 20%. Now, that's something... South African investor benefits from that money like we said will be mm. spent in South Africa at the end of the day but you only you only um, benefit from this by investing in a globally diversified portfolio yeah good and that's only a portion of your uh, total assets yeah and that reg 28 gets wrapped up there's tax you get yourself uh, an annuity yep. there's tax so you're going to pay it all back in tax we'll leave it there to look Katie Coy uh, Levantine and co appreciate the early morning insights the show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.